Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com. And the Adelaide Field. Back at the track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Here we go. Pest may be long gone in the 1999, 2000, 2001 seasons, but he lives on in spirit with us on Dirty War. This is episode 50, Marcus. I am JT, and we're excited to be here, as always, on the nerdiest podcast that exists on the North-South Connection, possibly beyond. We are here on audio and video as well. Videos on YouTube by searching North-South Connection, audio on any podcast application as well. You can listen in to our show, which we're going to explain in a minute. But Marcus, how you doing besides looking buff and handsome as always? Oh, come on now. Uh, I'm good. Um, much like our 2023 New York Yankees, this season of 2018, uh, 2019 WWE War is stumbling out of the gates. So let's see if they can uh, pull it together. 
I don't think so. Um, but we'll talk about it, man. Looking forward to it. And uh, you look great yourself. Thanks, bud. Yeah, we kicked off this uh, disaster of a season last episode with the worst or now bottom show of all time. Greatest Royal Rumble 2018. Uh, it is the 18-19 season. We do things in a season format here. We kind of mimic the baseball theme. So we start with a pay-per-view following WrestleMania, and we end with WrestleMania the following calendar year. So we go through that whole season, then we jump around to different seasons as we go. You all right? I'm good. I'm good. Just, just bad. Just bashful over here. A little banter. Um, so anyway. What we do is we watch every single pay-per-view in history in that seasonal format. We rank them on a bunch of categories that is based on a plus-minus system. So if you think of everything as replacement level, like in baseball, the most average players replacement level in wrestling, an average match, average commentary, what you'd expect an average crowd reaction to be. If you think of that as a zero, we go plus-minus one on each end of those for things that are above replacement level or below replacement level. We also grade every match. We take our average match grade. We plus minus that from two and a half, which is your replacement level match score. We total all that up. That gives us our total war score. And we rank every single show accordingly. Like I mentioned, greatest Royal Rumble. For example, finished with a negative 17.25, which is by far the worst Royal Rumble. Am I right? The worst of the 94 (laughs) events we have covered so far. And our number one is Royal Rumble 2002 at 44. So that, that shows you the spread we have between our best and our worst i'd say our average middle-ish is like around 18 19 20 it's kind of there that's like where the the good i would say the good line is the really true average is more like in the low low to mid teens you know once you get below that it's kind of a forgettable show uh marcus you want to go over the categories that we rank in absolutely we'll do we start off with build followed up by commentary the atmosphere of the event notable moments and importance our match grades, like you talked about, card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And in order for an all-time mas- match to be a plus, it is anything we both agree is 4.25 and above. For it to be a minus, it is anything we both agree is 0.75 and below. All right. Like we mentioned, we are going through the 2018-19 season, and we are currently on the third premium live event network special pay-per-view whatever you want to call it that time period uh money in the bank 2018 took place on june 17th from the all-state arena in rosemont illinois of course a very popular dirty mainstay from the beginning of their pay-per-view days Uh, on commentary we have michael cole and jonathan coachman on raw tom phillips and byron saxton for smackdown and Corey Graves with both because he has a both shows during this stretch. Uh, we did have a pre-show match, and that was the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, defeating Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Still, they were still around at this point. I feel like we haven't seen them at all. <laughs> this stuff, but apparently they're still around. Uh, that was a seven-minute match on the pre-show. So why don't we go ahead and dive right into the actual card? We'll go through the matches quickly, and then we'll get to our categories. Uh, our opening match was Daniel Bryan taking on Big cast that was a rematch from Backlash, which we were like okay on. Um, that had the weird ending too. Uh, but this was a rematch. Brian goes over again and hopefully maybe puts an end to this. Um, I think two matches is more than enough. Uh, through all this, he ends up tapping them out with a heel hook submission. I liked this better. Like, for instance, for Backlash, I went 275, for this one, I went 325. So I actually thought they improved a decent amount. I'll, I'll put part of that on Brian for maybe getting some rust off, 
and started to get back at a ring shape. I think Cass knew his role a little bit better. We also hated the post-match at Backlash with the attack and kind of made Brian look stupid. Like, I think this felt like, okay, maybe we're, you know, a little bit more into uh, moving on finally. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a big cast truther. Like, I love that he was included in the four or five way on Raw when um, the Universal title was vacant. Um, and what was it, 2015? Um, somewhere around there. But uh, this is a, a long ways away from that. And I love Big Bill now. But right here, uh, this is a little bit pulling teeth. Uh, I went to three. Um, and for a Brian match to be a three, I think I went uh, a two and a half on their last encounter. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely ready to move on. Um, and we will move on to our next match as we have my main man, Bobby Lashley, take it on Sam Zayn. Uh, I went to 2.25. Uh, Bob Lash is not clicking yet. Um, mm-hmm. And Zayn is, um, it just feels like. Is this like his worst year split. ever? It's going to be he up there, be. right? If, yeah, he feels like he's just swimming like up against the stream. Like he's. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't not his best work, and I feel like it's the material he has to work with because clearly he's a, a a top worker in the company. Yeah, well, this whole this whole run, the whole Shane Owen stuff, like started his eighteen off in a real bad place, and he just hasn't recovered yet at all. Um, I don't think he really bounces back until like the pandemic era. I don't, and I'm I'm shaking on this run overall, but that's that's my memory of it. Lashley is does not seem to know what he wants to be yet at all. So the, yeah, this match mm-hmm. to me does not get into the right gear. I went two stars. I, I was pretty disappointed in it, honestly. Um, up next was an intercontinental title match with Seth Rollins defeating Elias. He walked with Elias into a pretty good match. Um, they get a lot of time to go 17 minutes, and this really to me felt like you know a lot of a lot of the word was like oh well Elias is a fun character can't really work like you know what's he gonna do and they were like all right go show yourself and he went out there 17 minutes with Rollins I went three so like again it wasn't great but I thought it exceeded what you would expect Elias to output in a 17 minute match the crowd was pretty invested um it started slow but I thought the back end like really picked up so I think this could have popped actually Ironically enough, if it was shorter, if they had gone like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe, and just went through more of a sprint on that back end um, instead of trying to drag it to the 17. But we're in full on, as we'll see, like Seth Rollins, work rate, IC guy stretch right now. So we're going to get a lot of long Rollins, work rate, IC title defenses. Yeah, he's just getting warmed up at the 15-minute mark, like uh, old Hammer Valentine. I went three and a quarter. Um, just off the strength of like the finishing sequence, Rollins is really good at this point with like the elongated finishing sequences and uh, really gets the crowd into it. And it's really cool to see Elias have a chance to go out there and work. Not like he's a character who has to do that a ton, but um, it was cool to kind of see him uh, get a big spotlight and, and come through in that moment. Yep. Up next, we have uh, a Money in the Bank ladder match, and it is for a uh, contract for a women's championship. As we have, we got we got uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Naomi, Natalia, Alexa Bliss, Shasa Banks, Ember Moon, and Lana uh, all competing. Alexa Bliss is going to pull down the briefcase, and I went with a three for this match. Um, feels like on the lower end of Money in the Bank matches, but um, definitely not bad either, but not, I think, what you're hoping for when you have one of these matches. Lana number one. That was during this time, right? <laughs> Fucking thing. Yes. Uh, three and a quarter for me. I agree with you. It was kind of just on like the, 
you know, I have my baseline rumble grade, kind of your baseline money in the bank grade. It's like, mm-hmm. no matter, unless it's a real mess, like most money in the banks are probably going to be at least three stars. Um, yeah, we're in a weird little spot with the division right now. Like Charlotte and Sasha kind of already feel, I don't want to say stale, but they've been around two years. Like they've kind of been dominating the division. Mm-hmm. Ember's kind of climbing up. Um, Alexa's in this weird place because she had the, you know, feud with Nia Jax and all that going on. Naomi and Lana are kind of filler at this point. Italia is definitely filler at this point. And Becky is like on the doorstep, but hasn't hit that breakthrough yet that she's going to in a couple of months. So, um, you know, I, I'd say going into it, Charlotte, Sasha, and Alexa were probably the favorites. So um, they go with Little Miss Bliss. We'll see where this goes now, if she continues to feud with Nia at all or uh, continues to move along. But um, so three and a quarter for me up next was Ro- <laughs> maybe the most ro- random Roman Reigns match on pay-per-view <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Um, this was, I, I, I love the big dog, you know, maybe not as much as you and the tool man, but I love the big dog. Uh, but this, this was no way now. This is oh, 16 minutes. It is long. You know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like wants to be like, Oh, gender. But I, when I watch him back, I'm like, no, he just, <laughs> it, it just is. He's just boring. Like, I think he's a guy, like, maybe just a better kind of a heat guy, talker, not meant for 16-minute, like, punch-kick matches with Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Like, this is not what he should be doing, especially in 2018. Um, So, and and this is, like, the bottom. I would say we're about to, I mean, obviously, the the cancer is going to be the real bottom for poor Roman Reigns, but we're, we're near the bottom of his, like, you know, aimless booking, aimless booking, the crowd shitting on them. They can't get mm-hmm. them over. It's been a slow decline since 2016, 15, 16. And this is like rock bottom. When he comes back from the, um, the blood cancer and into the pandemic era is when he, you know, starts to make the climb to be the upper echelon that he's become now since, but we're kind of in the final days of the reigns fail to face big face dog experiment experiment. Yeah, uh, two and uh, two and a quarter for me. Um, I like both of these guys, um, but this was way longer than anything I needed to see. I would have been uh, perfectly content with like a hot eight minutes, especially uh, with how the feud started, uh, which Jinder took Carlson Roman a, uh, a spot in the ladder match. So mm-hmm. thought it should have been a more uh, hotly contested contest. Um, 15 minutes was a tall task. Oh, God. Um, next up, we've got Asuka. Uh, taking on uh, Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Carmella is going to pick up the win there. I went with a 2.75, and I've really liked uh, seeing Carmella continue to uh, develop into her her character at this point. There's definitely been some growing pains when it comes to like crowd interaction and stuff like that. But I think you can see the steady progress month to month, or at least show to show. Yeah, I went two and a half. I, I'd agree that there's been some growth there. Um you know, she's pretty much a classic chicken shit heel, which I think is fine because the women's division is kind of filled with badass alphas, right? And Charlotte and Becky and Sasha and Asuka, like they're all Ember Moon, like they're all badasses. So we don't really have like that honky tonk man type of champion. And Carmella's embraced it. Uh, you know, I, I, I was wondering watching this, like, okay, how are they going to have her beat Asuka here? And the way they go about it's fine. So someone comes out dressed in the full Asuka mask and gear. Turns out to be Jimmy Dream. James Ellsworth makes his return. Um, and Asuka ends up eating it after she's like shocked. The only thing I didn't like was I did feel it made Asuka look dumb. 
being so frozen in fear by someone in her gear. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe it should have moved a little bit quicker than it did. It just made her feel a little silly. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. anyway, I, I, again, the match was fine. Oscar's so good, and Carmella was improving. Uh, up next, yes, there's a million effing matches on the show, of course, because this is the bloated <laughs> W Network every, game of the era. <laughs> every show is WrestleMania. Every show is bloated. Um, AJ Styles, yet again, taking on Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title. This is what their third now, I believe, um, match, and yes. also their We're final. Three for three. Yeah, the final of the series. Um, so this is one where we, we finally get a, an actual finish. And uh, Nakamura, it's a last man standing. Styles ends up putting him with a phenomenal forearm through the broadcast table. And Nakamura couldn't stand up for 10. Um, this, I, I felt like, was in line, I guess, a little bit better than most of the other stuff. Like, I went three and three quarters. That's in line with Backlash for me. Um, and I lied, it's a fourth match because we didn't do Mania. So it was Mania, Greatest Royal Rumble, Backlash, Money in the Banks. They had four. I did not like the uh, Rumble match as much. Mania, I haven't watched it forever, but I have this at least equal Backlash at three and three quarters and match of the night. Uh, three and a quarter for me. I never want to see any match with these two guys again in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, the action picked up once they got past, like, the, I don't know, like, 12 15 minute mark i'm not even sure but like yeah. at this point why you've had three matches your fourth match in a row not including the stuff on tv that we haven't been tracking either why are we still having these elongated matches like mm-hmm. just just hit it and go especially with 20 matches on a show um well it, it wouldn't be 20 matches oh well it would but it wouldn't be as yeah as long if we just cut some of this stuff down like yeah. as we'll go through this season I'm shocked because I figured the bloated cards would be filled with video packages, commercials, network stuff, bullshit segments. It's not. It's just long matches, like which surprised me. And it's you would think that's like the dream. Like, oh, yeah, four hour pay-per-view. They got all these great workers, long matches. I, I don't get what it is about 2018 that like none of it just clicks. They give them all plenty of time to tell stories. They get everyone on the card every month. Like it's kind of what you always wanted. Mm-hmm. And none of it just hits for whatever reason. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're like making the most of having their own network finally with like giving everybody that they can opportunity um, on these big stages to to get some run. But I feel like the all the, the, the packages and all the, the promos, not even like actual like wrestling promos, but, you know, commercials and everything like that, like that's all Peacock, I think. I think that's when that really... Changed over, but I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, oh, I think <laughs> early on they did some too. Like when the network first started, I remember, there was a lot of like, oh, why do we have commercials and this and that. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, I think it amped up with Peacock. But yeah, I think now you're like a solid 15 minutes from end of the bell to beginning of the next bell. Yeah, they got it pretty timed out. Um, we're not done yet. Uh, we have another title match, and it is uh, Ronda Rousey taking on Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. And uh, I went with a three and a half. I really liked what they did. Um, And of course, this is going to bleed into Alexa Bliss cashing in her money in the bank. Mm -hmm. uh, Recently won about an hour and a half ago. And she's going to successfully cash in um, on her, uh, I guess, friend turned rival, Nia Jax. Um, And I went two and a half with the cash in. Thought it was pretty standard. 
<clears throat> yeah, no. Uh, me as well. I went. I went three and a half on the match. It was surprising. I think it's one of those ones that has a little bit of legend behind it. Like, oh, that that Rousey Nia Jax match, right? Everyone kind of knows it and remembers it being kind of surprising because you know you might like Nia as a character or, or as being kind of the bully of the women's division, but um, I don't think anyone ex- expected her to have much of a you know kind of a match like to this level with Rousey. Um, so yeah, Rousey. Basically had her be Alexa comes out and causes the DQ. So Naya retains. Rousey doesn't win the belt. So I like the way they went about that. So Rousey's not taking a loss on either one of these. And then, yes, Alexa pins her enemy, frenemy, right? Former friend <laughs> to win the belt. So I was the same as you in three and a half, two and a half. It was a good moment. Um, are you a fan of the same night cash-ins? No. Mm-mm. Nope. Overdone. Um, I think I looked at it with uh, with uh, producer Tim, and uh, the they're especially bad with the women doing like same same night, same week uh, cash ins. Like I think EO uh, was the second longest reigning Money in the Bank uh, holder behind uh, Carmella. Right. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I think I think pulling down the briefcase is a cool enough moment, and like mm-hmm. okay, the company's getting behind this person. I think that's cool enough. I don't think you need a cash in on the same night, but that's just me. Uh, how do you feel about them? Yeah. I, um, since there's two now, I feel a little less hamstrung about it. When it's the only one and they did it a couple times, like, or at least once when Ray did it, where Kane, when Kane did it on Ray, was that the only one or were there two already at that point? There might've been two already. At that that was two. Yeah. They yeah. had the red one and the blue one. All right. So since um, they have two, like I'm okay with it. Cause you still get one as the gimmick to run for a while. And then you burn one off that night and make a special. Um, I think Bailey's is probably the best one, right? As far as same night, didn't she cash in the same night? She did. She did. Yeah. yeah. The crowd really erupted for that. I, I was there at that show. Sorry, it stands out to me. It was like, yeah, they went nuts when she won. So I'd say that's probably one of the more well done ones. So this one was fine. Like, I think Alexa could have been good carrying the briefcase, but I think from a kayfabe standpoint, Nia is probably never going to be more beaten down than she was going toe to toe with Ronda. So why not shoot your shot? You know. Yeah, and they also had a stretch where, like, the season before this, Alexa Bliss was SmackDown with the champion for a really long time. Then she goes over to Raw and she wins the title. Um, and so I think like this little bit of time where she's not a champion is like the longest period of time she'd not been champion in like two years. Yep. So it kind of felt like they needed to have a title on her for whatever reason. Right. Well, and it's I mean Nia's champion's fine, but I think it, where you would assume they're going is to Ronda winning the belt, right? So like to me, Ronda dethroning Alexa is going to be more satisfying than her beating Nia for the belt. So I think maybe that's part of it too, right? Kind of have her knock off Alexa, who's been like the dominant person in the division, have Ronda be the one to end her. So, um, all right, that brings us to our main event. It's Money in the Bank. Braun Strowman wins the Money in the Bank contract, defeating Bobby Roode, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Kofi Kingston, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and The Miz. A very eclectic mix of talent in this one. Uh, if you would have asked me, uh, a month ago, was Bobby Roode ever in a uh, Money in the Bank match? I would have said no way. Uh, but here we are. After uh, the Bury Me Softly incident with Rusev, apparently <laughs> him a little love, uh, put him in the Money in the Bank. This goes 20 minutes. Uh, second longest match on the night. But again, a pretty just perfunctory Money in the Bank. I went three. I actually had a little bit worse than the women's. Um, I didn't find it to be anything special. This is a big year for Braun, and I'm just not a big Braun guy, so I struggle through a lot of this stuff that we're going to see with him as we go forward. Uh, but him being like the top dog, just I get it. He got himself in great shape. He got himself over. The crowd's into him, but maybe it's hindsight for me that I struggle with him as like the guy. 
Um, I kind of get aggravated every time I see him come out. Uh, Ryback 2.0, I feel like they were late with him. Um, I think 2017 was the time to run with him. Uh, by the time we get to 2018, it's already lesser than 2017. Not that the crowd's not into him. Um, I wasn't super into this match either. I also went with a three. Um, I just remember seeing the match structure coming from a mile away, and it was exactly what I thought it was going to be with the story of keeping Braun away from the ring, and then, like, Braun advances, and he wrecks shop a little bit, and then the numbers game get to him, and then they put him down for a little bit, and then he gets up and advances. They do the same thing a couple times. Um, so it's a different story than what they had done with money in the bank before, because usually it's just kind of, you know, car crash and whoever gets to it gets to it. So they actually had a story within the match. So I think that's yep. why I pulled it up to a three for me. Cause I was not looking forward to this match, but I, it over delivered from what I remembered. All right. So, uh, for match grades, if you take our average and then, uh, plus minus that from that two and a half, Gives us a total war score for matches on the night of 4.25, which I would say is um, very good. I would call that very good. Like the great, like the all-time classics are like seven, eight, nine. The great is in like five, six. I would say three, four is like very good. And then mm-hmm. two and below is kind of like fine to trash once you get to like, yeah, you know, the zeros to ones. But it's, um, it's almost double, double better, better than anything we've seen this season so far. Yeah, for example, Greatest Royal Rumble was a 0.75, right? That's our worst show ever. So that's where that's at. Um, so uh, pretty good in-ring. Not great, but very good. Uh, all right, let's get to our categories. So for build, we gave a point for Rollins being the workhorse, IC champ on Raw, and then defending the title against all challengers. A point for the jealous Jinder costing Reigns his money in the bank chance. Uh, you know, that's why that match happened was Jinder attacked him, cost him the match, the uh, qualifying match, ended up beating him down with a chair. So now Reigns won. Don't hinder. Don't Don't hinder the Jinder. Uh, Asuka, a point for her stepping up to be the one to end Carmella's run. A point for the Nakamura Styles war continuing on to a finale rolling on since uh, February. A point for Naya challenging Rousey, showing that she's too strong for the armbar. That was all through the build that Ronda couldn't put the armbar on her because she was too big. Uh, new and different talent doing wealthier opportunities. Rude, Rusev getting shine on SmackDown, being in the money in the bank. So pretty good builds for the show on, on the positive side. Uh, let's get into the minus side of things. We got Brian and Cass being dragged out despite Brian picking up the clean win at the last pay-per-view. Uh, we've got a weird build for uh, Sam Zayn and Bobby Lashley. Uh, where like there's the obstacle course segment and there's also uh, like Twitter beefs. And I think this is where Zane brings out like Lashley's family. Yeah. Um, and there was like, that was kind of a controversial segment. Well, they, they were like um, leaning in on Lashley being like, uh, like his MMA stuff, but basically being like his army background. They could do these obstacle courses and like all this stuff. They were basically building him as like the super athlete, Bobby Lashley or whatever, but just, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there with him. Just not quite yet. Yeah, um, no real rivalries or personal issues uh, woven into the women's money in the bank, just kind of like a collection of talent and going for the briefcase. Uh, we've got Constable Corbin here as Steph's avatar. Uh, last man standing for Styles and Nakamura. Didn't make a ton of sense, I thought, um, since both guys um, couldn't get up. Same thing could happen. Um, right. Yeah, the, the whole story, right? They had the double um, knockout, the double, yeah, they have like a double knockout, shot and, and all that, and now they're doing the same thing. Like, yeah, so if they're both knocked out, they can't get up. Both go get up, then right, you can have a draw. So why not pick a different match yeah. type where there has to be a winner? Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, I I know you're a Corbin guy. I hate Constable Corbin. I hate the stupid outfit. <laughs> I hate. We're at the very 
final days of the authority figure for the sake of an authority figure era, um, you know, started all well intentioned back in Mr. McMahon and easy sleazy E uh, days and just kind of kept rippling from there, rippling from there to the point where we have like layers of authority figures on, you know, on TV. We talked about this in previous seasons about being obsessed with the corporate structure and, you know, who's the face and the brand, like we talked about in 1516. And it's like still here. Like Steph is the president, Corbin's the constable, Shane's the GM. You know, we have like uh, pages on the show. Like we got like four or five different authority figures all through these shows. It's like, mm-hmm. who gives a shit? Like, why do we need all this? So, you know, when Baron Corbin is like a constable under staff, like it's just, it's too much, too much. Yeah. Officially too much. I, I liked what they were going for. If you're going to actually keep Shane and Steph off TV and only bring them in for like special occasions, um, you know, kind of like how you have a, a team owner and a team general manager, you know, you might know the, the GM, but the owner might be seen a little bit less. So I thought that was like something cool they were implementing, but then it just went right back to get the McMahons on television. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So that's a, a net out of a one for build. So about even, but balanced out. Commentary, we give a point for a really good job in the opener. I thought they told a nice story throughout the match of uh, Brian and Cass, surprisingly enough. Um, a good job of Becky and the Money in the Bank journey. So the big story through the match, like you mentioned, was that she was a runner-up the year before. Um, she was obsessed with winning this year. And again, is loses at the last second as being the runner-up this year. She almost had the, the briefcase, gets to take it out. So... I thought they did a nice job throughout the match. Really funny moment, a rare one for Byron Saxon. It's not just like a video game soundbite. Corey Graves <laughs> had like a black and white and gray monotone suit, and, and uh, Byron calls him NWO Corey, which uh, was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought, pretty funny reference. Worth a little shout for Byron because he's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get into the minuses. We've got uh, the fake sports, sportscaster, jokey jokes all night. We went minus mm. two. To uh, summarize all that, soundbite Byron, of course, strikes all night. Back to that. Uh, Cole yelling at Coach as he tries to explain that a bear hug is a rest for Ronda. And like Corey and uh, Corey Graves and, and Cole, they like ask how he's still employed. It comes off as really like mean spirited instead yeah. of like, you know, fun. Um, yeah, well, does it come like, off like Gorilla and Bobby? Yeah, no, it go, or Jesse like and It's like mean. It's like, why the fuck are you even here? Basically, it's like, yeah. how did you even get this job, coach? You know, yeah, it's terrible like, and stupid. It's like they don't want him there at all, and they'd rather yeah. just, you know, be the two of them. Uh, we've got Cole Graves and coach arguing, bickering, one upping each other all night. Um, with coach trying to be the only person to like provide insight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just tough, tough to listen to, and uh, that all grades out to a minus two about what you expect for commentary in this era. I mean, God bless coach. Like, I think he just came in with that ESPN mentality, like trying to, he tried during this time to really make it feel legit, like a sport Mm -hmm. presentation. Like that's, I think what he tried to introduce. And then you got, you know, Coles and full on yuck, yuck and graves is then trying to be, you know, the Bobby doppelganger. That's just not clicking yet. So he's trying to, you know, oh, in the airport, because I can, like that kind of shtick. Right. So this is not meshing. They're all doing different gimmicks basically. All right, we're in Chicago, so atmosphere is a big one. Uh, we give a point for the opening shot of the upper Bowling roof. Just you know it's Rosemont right away. It has that classic look. It brings you right back to, you know, old WF uh, classic cards here. 
Uh, a point for the big pop for Daniel Bryan. A pop for Elias gets a point. We give a point for Naomi's Dayglow entrance. Always hits. A point for the great engagement in the women's winning the bank match. The crowd was very into it, especially the Becky piece. A point for Jinder's banger entrance. He's got Sunil's injured trying to introduce him. Um, if you could just take Jinder's entrance and then just have him leave, it would be awesome. <laughs> um, a point for Asuka's entrance. A point for Nakamura's entrance was great. Uh, a point for the crowd being mega hot for Alexis Cash and they were, uh, you know, we talked about it being that night, but that crowd is usually into those moments because you're going to see something extra special. Um, a point for Rusev Day, which is very over during this. Uh, Aiden English's intro. And then a point for Glorious, which always, of course, is worth uh, a point. It's a wonderful entrance. Yeah, big, big entrance era uh, coming off the heels of NXT. Being super popular. Um, for our minuses for atmosphere, we have uh, Lashley's generic and lame theme, uh, and he gets like a, a soft pop. Oh, um, terrible. Yeah, it's, it's almost secondhand embarrassment. Uh, they, they really need to get him going. Uh, hopefully they'll turn up the heat on him as the season goes. And then we've got the usual uh, Roman Reigns uh, booing, um, even against a true heel like Jinder Mahal. All right, so that's a plus nine on atmosphere, which, again, Chicago's always going to carry these. Like, they always bring the heat, bring the crowd interaction, bring the moments. Speaking of moments, let's hit that. Um, An excellent Elias pre-match ritual promo. Uh, He was really good. And he just shows this character works well. He can blend the character work. It's a high-stakes match. He could be a top-level guy. Worked a long, pure match. Like, he can go. You're coming out of the show thinking, like, this dude's, like, a future stud easily mm-hmm. when you watch this. Like, he's like, okay, yeah, we only went three, three and a quarter, but it's like that far exceeds what you would expect out of him. And he's doing it with promo work that's super over before the match as well. Um, so we actually give two because it meant so much to Elias and the potential position on the card. Uh, a point for Alexa winning money in the bank. A point for Jimmy Dream coming back to help Mello win. Uh, we we went three points for the Rousey trifecta. It's her first singles match. It's her first title match. It's her first uh, pay per view match as a singles star. So like this is a big night for Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be your showcase star over the next year in the women's division. So uh, a big night for her. A point for Alexa um, cashing in on Money in the Bank and winning the title, and then a point for Strowman winning Money in the Bank. Uh, we only have one minus here, and that is Oscar. Uh, uh, looking kind of dumb um, with the finish there, just kind of like staring and being confused by somebody being finish. in gear. Um, yeah, she was put in a tough, tough position to try to sell that. It would have been funny if they had Ellsworth like with the mask try and do the mist. And he like sprays himself under the mask, and like Oscar's like, "What's going on?" And then they like like do have him do something instead of just stand there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or introduce it before the match and say like. Maybe like there's been someone cosplaying as Asuka all through the arenas every week on Raw and like or SmackDown or Shushes on and like, you know, kind of driving her nuts. Like she look in the crowd, there's an Asuka mask out there, there's another mm-hmm. one in the locker room. Like and then maybe she's paranoid about it, right? Versus just like in the moment it's kinda like, all right, like what are we doing? Yeah. Or have them take the mist. You know. Well, that too, yeah. At least, at least you get something. Um, all right, so that's that's a big night of moments, which is not big, not, not often for this era. This era is not mm-hmm. known for its moments. So that's nope. a plus eight. Uh, we went plus four, two, five on match grades, like we talked about. Uh, for card structure, we get a match for starting hot with Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, a point for starting hot with Daniel Bryan. A point for the stipulation for knock styles. Um, you know, having the legal low blow finish at the end of the match was a nice touch. 
a point for every match getting time to tell the story. I mean, for better or worse, they did not shortchange this evening in the ring. Uh, they gave them plenty of time to work. A point for Rousey getting the semi-main. That was a big spot for her. And a point for the Money in the Bank cash-in. I mean, even though, you know, if you're not a huge fan of it, it still, like, makes that night feel extra special, gets the crowd revved up, makes the gimmick pay off right away. Yeah, it's definitely a plus to the show. Um, for Mises, the show is too long. Um, mm-hmm. It's driven by long matches that could have been tighter. I mean, how many times do we say take five minutes off this, take seven minutes off this? Uh, 15-minute matches, 30-minute matches, 17-minute matches. Um, we've got a waste of reigns and a desperate attempt to keep him as a face against a miserable heel in Jinder Mahal. Uh, again, way too long of a match that the crowd just hated. Ads, replays, resets from stuff that happened 30 minutes ago on a pay-per-view. Um, you have a captive audience. You don't need to recap people. Uh, it's all just time-wasting. The men's money in the bank is absurdly uh, overstacked, like you said. Uh, Bobby Roode was in that, and he wouldn't have, you know, that's a trivia question pretty much. Um, and it's still littered with like, you know, slow climbs with as many guys are in there. It's all, you know, the slow video game climb. So, uh, that was it for minuses in that section. And that grades us out to a plus one, minus one, uh, plus one for construct. Oh, sorry, plus one, plus one. Which, again, is not bad. I mean, this is an era that we've been dinging pretty good on card structure because it's usually a mess. So, Stuff like that and build like are netting out even, and then you get the two big categories. So it's actually shaping up to maybe an upset night here. Uh, rewatchability gave a point for uh, we didn't talk about this, but it was a segment about Kevin Owens and New Day arguing over Braun Strowman and pancakes and the finest Canadian maple syrup. So it was a pretty funny bit. Um, a point for Ember hitting a springboard crossbody into Sasha on the ladder was a six spot, uh, and a point for the super styles clash off the steps to the floor and then the forearm into the table to finish Nakamura. Uh, for our minuses here for, for rewatchability, uh, we've got the women struggling. So obviously with unhooking the case, uh, made them all look silly and lesser than, uh, we've got the awkward angle and page GM interactions page here, uh, special Olympics, uh, package is a nice idea. Maybe do that on TV or the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Mel is nonstop screaming and screeching. Uh, again, it's, it's more effort to our character work, but it's, yeah. it's, uh, far from clicking. It's annoying. Uh, so it's a negative one for rewatchability. I, I forgot about Angle, too, when we were naming all the fucking authority figures. <laughs> Steph, yeah. Angle, Constable Corbin, Paige, Shane. Is there another one on SmackDown? There's probably some admin or some stupid that's in there, too. Um, and that's We don't need five authority figures. And then 205 Live, I think uh, Drake Maverick or whatever was, Drake Maverick should be, was yeah. 205 Live GM. So it's like and then NXT, I'm, right? Do they have an authority figure? Was Regal there? Probably. Um, yeah, Regal's Regals and NXT. I mean, we got seven authority figures on TV right now, plus the overarching Vince that's like always looming over everything. So it's like, I mean, we basically have a, and, and Triple H is still the yeah, COO. I mean, we got nine authority figures. And the board of directors. Right, the board of directors. It's, I mean, come on. Like, we need nine corporate structured members throughout this. It's, it's absurd. It's, it's actual work. It is yeah, actual work. Right. It's stupid. Who wants to? We talked about this endlessly in 15, 16 season, but it's like, <laughs> I don't watch wrestling to be remembered about corporate hierarchy and, and structure. It's like I'm watching wrestling. To, there's a reason, Mark, I said when I go to Barry night, I watch 1980s primetime wrestling, right? Because I'm not getting corporate buzzwords and structure beating into my fucking skull as I'm trying to fall asleep, right? I want to watch Iron Mike Sharp get his ass kicked by Coco Beware while Gorilla and Bobby in front of each other. Like, that's what I want to relax to. For 27 minutes. 
God's sakes. I don't want to hear about, oh, well, Constable reports up through him, but he's a dotted line to Kurt Angle. Like, I don't need to hear all this shit. Um, negative one for rewatchability. Uh, somehow this show finishes with 20.25. A miracle. I would say is a shock. I'm probably going to be one of the biggest shocks of the season. Um, it ties it with TakeOver Phoenix and TakeOver UK Blackpool. Um, I, I would assume it's last. Like Those two shows have to have a match higher than three and three quarters, I would think. I got it, yeah. Uh, let me look real quick. So take over Phoenix. Uh, let's see. The highest rated match on that was, yeah, four and a half, four and a half, which was War Raiders versus O'Reilly and Strong. And UK Blackpool. Um, eh. Quarters on Dunn versus Kofi. Um, Coffee. So that would be six, seven, five. What was our highest here? Three, seven, five. And. Um, what did you have for uh, no, I think three, two, three five. and a quarter, yeah, so that's seven, so yeah, it's a little bit higher. So actually, this will be ahead of um, Blackpool, okay, break up the next two shows, yeah, below Phoenix, though, for sure. Um, so that puts it at number 35 all time out of 95. So, yeah. I mean. You know, right around the third mark, I, I would say again is I would say it's a pretty big upset. <laughs> I yeah. would not have thought this was going to finish that high. And I feel like with the money in the banks, um, since it's become a pay per view, they've done pretty well with delivering um, like good moments. Usually, get a couple big matches. Uh, you get the quality of the ladder matches is usually really good. Uh, the atmosphere is usually off the charts. Um, so I feel like all that kind of you know, much like a Royal Rumble um helps helps cook into the score a little bit might be a little bit of a uh, a system buster all right so that said let's go ahead and move on to our second pay-per-view of the evening and we're gonna move ahead one month on our timeline to hang on here sorry next was technically an nxt extreme rules 2018 july 15th from the ppg paints arena in pittsburgh a lot of peas uh we have michael cole jonathan coachman again for raw phillips and saxton for smackdown Corey graves doing all the matches and i'll say this marcus um like a good referee i think the fact that we never mentioned tom phillips name speaks well for him like mm -hmm. he was just very good like you know he did his job i like him in that main role like we had nothing negative to say about him so he should just be doing all this by himself yeah <laughs> he didn't crash a car no did not all right we had two pre-show matches andrade almas defeated sincata in seven minutes and sanity remember them eric young alexander wolf and killian dane defeated the new day jesus in a tables match eight minutes it's crazy where New Day is at in 2018 like this. Um, I mean, we're less than a year from the big Kofi mm -hmm. push. I've been real curious to see where that starts. Like, because Brian doesn't really get into full heel Brian until the end of the year. It's like that Kofi thing, mm -hmm. hot, fast, huh? It's like, and I, I, we'll see, because I think yeah. that push was supposed to go to Mustafa Ali, allegedly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he got injured, so Kofi Mania running wild out of nowhere. All right. All right, so that's our pre-show. Let's get to the actual card. Our opening match features the, the leaders of worlds, and that is, of course, um, 
Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. We haven't seen it in a minute since they won the Raw Tag Titles that were vacated. Taking on the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Good. Axel. Again, I cannot believe those guys were still around. Um, and amazingly enough, the B team win clean, uh, pinning Matt Hardy, who was deleted um, by Bo Dallas, to win the Raw Tag Titles. It was a cool moment. I liked it, honestly. It was not something I expected to happen. I guess it's leaders of the world that were short-lived at this point. You know, the Hardy thing was already kind of running its course. It didn't really capture the magic that they had in TNA. Uh, I went 275, which, you know, if you told me beforehand, this would be two and three quarters and a cool moment with the BT, one of the belts, I would not have believed it. Yeah, absolutely none of the WWE Matt Hardy uh, broken universe hits with me at all. Um, so I'm glad to see that go away here. Uh, I went two and three quarters as well. Um, best part of this match was the uh, the B team theme, uh, Battle Scars. That's a, a dope theme song and uh, played played plenty on this night. So uh, our next match is Finn Bauer taking on Constable Corbin. Ah. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Two and a half. Um, just a match. Two and a half for me. Listen, you know. It's a completely forgettable match when even in Wikipedia, it just says Finn Balor faced Constable Corbin. In the end, Balor pinned Corbin with a small package to win. <laughs> Every other match has like a paragraph. Uh, that, that one has one line. It's, it's, it's as replacement level as it gets. And it's a waste of Balor. I'm sorry. Like, again, I know you, I, I love you and I know you love Corbin, but it's, uh, it's not clicking for you with the Constable. And this is now we have big cast eating up brian matches now we have corbin eating up balor matches like these dudes let's get the most out of them while we can right they're not young mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's use a brian and balor in, in some big time matches and not you know with these goofs do an f and he'll like it uh all right we have a rematch for the smackdown women's title asuka taking on carmella again and carmella yet again honky talk man's are way out of this two and a quarter stars this is where Jimmy Dream is up in the cage. Uh, the referee gets distracted. Carmella shoves Asuka into the cage as it's getting lowered. And uh, Asuka, and then um, retains the title. Asuka puts the Asuka lock on Ellsworth after the match. So Carmella using Ellsworth as her Jimmy Hart through this, which I always like. I like when you have the the woman with the you know weak-ass dude as like the backup. Kind of harkens back to the Victoria Stevie Richards stuff, right? Yeah. Like, where he's just kind of the stooge for her. Um, so he's using her well. Uh, she's using him well. And retains her belt yet again. So, at some point, you think Oscar will break through. We'll see. But for right now, sh- short end of the stick. Uh, uh, two and a half for me. I thought the finish was executed well, and um, I enjoy Carmella in general um, during the season. I think I think she's a, a high point for me as far as her character goes. Uh, we have another Hardy in action next. It is for the United States title as Jeff Harvey is going to lose to Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I went two and a half. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the, uh, the real quick one. Yes, this is the the, uh, the low blow uh, squash, yeah. sensibly. So, yeah. Um, I'm so, yeah, he hits the low blow. Then the bell rings. Hardy's okay. Hits a Kinsasha. Six seconds. Um, after the match, Orton makes his big return. Uh, stares down Nakamura and then beats the shit out of low blows Hardy as well um, and leaves. So this is big heel turn um upon his return to action after the injury and his heel turn as well. So Nakamura uh you know wins the US title here. And you know he's another guy you always hear a lot of complaints about oh they misuse him, this or that, but he just had four world title matches. His first month after it wins the US title. Like he's presented pretty strongly here in 2018 without a doubt. 
uh, one of the top guys. So I went two and a half, just a squash grade, but I like the way it's executed. Um, you know, we have, again, like friggin' 20 matches on this goddamn card, it feels like. Uh, so having a couple be quick wasn't the worst thing. No. Um, all right, two and a half for me as well on Kevin Owens defeating Braun Strowman. I just can't get into this feud. Lashley, Owens, Zane, Strowman. Um, this is a steel cage match. Owens uses handcuffs. Uh, you know, he choke slams Owens off the top of the cage to the announce table. And so it's a big time bump, but Owens hits the floor first. So he wins. He gets stretched out. He's a mess. But this feud is like one that you think should be fun. Owens and Zane being crazy and bumping and stooging for two powerhouses, but it's just not clicking at all. So the match, the bump, the spot's memorable, but the match was not. Yeah, two and a half for me, and I was talking with a buddy of mine, and we just talked about how, like, there's been so many impressive spots over the years, and things that we've talked about, too, like the Salida del Sol off the ladder um, into the ladder bridge, and, like, that was an incredible visual. This is another one, like, Owens gets tossed off the top of the cage. No no leeway there. It, it's it's one way down, um, and he goes straight through the table. And it is an incredible sight, and it's an incredible bump, and I don't care if they had the air pad table or whatever. Um it was brutal. It was a big that bump. Said, though, and I, yeah, God. I I don't think I've seen this bump outside of like the Monday Night Raw after the show. I said it was memorable, and I was trying to see if you disagreed because I don't even agree with it. It's not memorable at all. Owens killed himself until it happened. To your point, I didn't I had no memory of this even match happening or moment happening. This same spot, like not even as big of a version with like Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Shawn fell halfway off the cell. Is one of the most memorable moments in company history. This is a way bigger bump, and you never hear anything mm-hmm. about it. And Owens nope. is a featured guy, and Strowman's around. So you like it's one they could show, and you never hear anything about it. And it's like this like, guy, you know, died for us for no reason. This is attempted this murder. Yeah. And it's just oh, on to the next match. Yeah. Yeah. On with the next one. It's like yeah, well, we're gonna get on with the next one as uh we have a reunited team hell no taking on the bludgeon brothers for the smackdown tag team titles uh bludgeon brothers are gonna pick up the win whole story here with kane trying to get to the ring after being attacked uh backstage by the bludgeon brothers uh i went uh two and three quarters um i'm usually pretty high on harper's work uh you know brian is always brian and uh this was a, a pretty solid tag match with a good um a good little story cooked in yeah, I went two seven five as well. I mean, the moment really is that Brian and Kane came back together for a little quick run uh, for hell no. But yeah, they beat up Kane before the match. Then he can't come out until the end, and it's basically a handicap match. Bludger Brothers have been pretty fun. Like I liked them as a team during the stretch, so I'm fine with them retaining. But I keep coming back to the talking points that we we went over in our last couple of shows. Like Brian is had this miraculous recovery. You may only have so many bullets in the chamber. And we had him in that stupid match at WrestleMania with Shane McMahon. Greatest Royal Rumble, he got showcased, fine, but it's a terrible show. <laughs> Two matches with a big cast. Now he's teaming with Kane against Harper and Rowan. It's like, when are we going to use this guy? Now are they feeling him out to say, like, okay, let's make sure it's pressure test him? I guess. But aren't we far enough now that we've had enough evidence he's okay? Right. Like, we should be using him, like, before he breaks down again. Instead, we're just kind of... He's like a fifth or sixth from the top guy. And yes, Team Hell No is fun. But to me, that's like a SmackDown special attraction. Like, mm-hmm. hey, in two weeks on SmackDown, Team Hell No reunites for a big tag title match. Like, right. not on this pay-per-view. Let's get, you know, let's get him in there with some some guy, him and Balor, right? 
have a dream match or whatever, which we could use. So speaking of dream matches, this is another one that should have been, and that's Roman Reigns taking on Bobby Lashley. I was excited when this came up. I'm like, oh shit, like maybe this is a hidden gem like Cena and Lashley from mm-hmm. Bash 07. You know, two guys I really like throwing down. Unfortunately, it's about two years before they get they both figure it out and get awesome again. Um, so I went two and a half and ended up being pretty boring. Lashley beat him. Like Reigns is hurting right now. Like losing these matches, having 17 minute shit fest with Jinder Mahal. They've <laughs> lost faith in him. He's not going anywhere fast. Like we'll see if they can get it back on track at all, but he's in trouble right now. Um, and Lashley, God bless him. I love him. But right now it's just not happening. So two and a half for me, they went 15 minutes and it was boring. They're treating Roman like he's bulletproof, which is what they should do to more of their top faces to like get other people over. But Roman's not bulletproof at this point. Um, he's a bulletproof talent. And I think that's why they, they constantly mess with his booking because as we see now, he's more than okay. Um, he's persevered through it all, but you could have had some of what you have now then and how different, how much better would the product be? Um, I went uh, two and three quarters just for general uh, big men slapping meats. Um, yeah, would you? It's is... funny too because like you think back and it's like, oh, if he would have turned heel sooner, it could have been so good. But then you sacrifice the initial bloodline stuff, and it's like, are you willing to give that up? You know? Yeah, I don't think I need Roman ever to be a heel during this whole run. I just need more gray to his character. Yeah, like yeah. unapologetic, straightforward, walking tall, no matter who's in front of him, whether it's Brian. You know, I don't need to see him shake Brian's hand the next – like, right. whoever's in front of him, he's going to mow down, and and that's the end of it. Um, and then you can kind of um, change out who he's facing there and, you know, let the crowd react accordingly. Um, but, yeah, this was this was a far cry from what I was hoping for. Um, are you up next with our uh, next contest? You are. Or me. I am. All right. So I'm me. Uh, we have for the Raw Women's title. This card is so uh, long. We've been doing this <laughs> rundown for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Alexa Bliss beats Nigel. 1.75. Not very good. Don't remember too much about this match. 175 as well. It's just like back to this feud. They don't have a ton of chemistry. Uh, Bliss is the DDT on the chair to win. You know, like we said, they're setting her up for Rousey, and that's about yeah. it. Uh, all right. <clears throat> uh, bury me softly. Uh, gained Rusev a lot of cred because he got money in the bank and then he gets a one-off pay-per-view title match against AJ Styles. Um, again, like Styles, man, what a year he's given and these matches are so frustrating. It's like four shots of Nakamura, Rusev, then wait till the next contender. It's even crazier. It's like they're running these matches that we would have killed for like a year or so earlier and giving them all time. <clears throat> they're not rushing them. Like, you know, this match gets... 16 minutes it's a good match uh i went three and a half but it's like oh get over that hump and give us a classic yeah three and a quarter for me this felt like something out of uh jcp a little bit um i i which is like a compliment like i really like this mm-hmm. i think styles is better suited for like challenger of the month um and maybe the rare rematch as opposed to uh four match series um yeah he should have had like a blood. run of guys like Nakamura, Brian, Balor, Rusev, Joe, like, like just give us right. boom, 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 like, Jeff Hardy, like, you know, like whatever, like there's a ton of dudes that could have been running out there month after month. Yeah. Give him, give him, you know, the, the Bret Hart, you know, most fighting champion push and actually show it because you have all these shows as opposed to Coliseum home video 
have him fight all these different dudes on the pay-per-views as opposed to Nakamura for four times. But um, that takes us to, almost believe that, uh, our main event. It is a 30-minute Ironman match. It is for the Intercontinental Championship as Dolph Ziggler is going to win the Intercontinental title by dethroning Seth Rollins. Uh, I went three and a half. Um, I I wouldn't say under-delivered. I kind of like, I think they'd have a better match if it was an hour. Or even for like forty five minutes. I know it's like that's a weird. Or just point, not an Iron Man. Just go at it. Or just go at it, and you know, have it. You know, all right, we're getting to the hour mark or whatever. Yeah, right. I went three and a quarter. Um, we get the dusty finish too, so it expires tied with Ziggler retaining, and then we get Angle restarting the match. Drew interferes, and Ziggler beats Rollins anyway. So it's like, all right. Like, why do we just do the draw? I actually would have been, for once, I would have been happy with the draw. It's like Ziggler just wrestled a smart match and escapes with the belt. If he's going to retain anyway, just end with that. Like, it's fine. Whatever. It's still like a finish. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he, with the champ goes into an Iron Man up one nothing is how you got to look at it. Right. So if you're tied, you're down one. Um, and, and yes, he escapes. Champ right. Does like, go up one nothing. That's like that should be the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the Ziggler reheat. Uh, he's got Drew McIntyre in his corner and this really dominates. Um, the back half of the year is, is the Drew and Ziggler, uh, Ziggle Max uh, tag team here. But and I, I liked it a lot. Like they'll have some really good tag stuff as we'll see coming up. Um, I remember to a Boston House show; they had a great tag match with the Shield. Like they were really cooking during this time. This is, I would mm-hmm. say, one of the most successful Ziggler reheats that they do during this mm-hmm. time period. After the, you know, every year and a half or so, they would <laughs> take another swing at it. Um, and I think this one <laughs> works pretty well. So, but again, I, I do say this match. I would say under delivered expectations at the rate of course. really do because the next heat ups in 2020. Yeah, yeah. it's like every, every year, year and, and a half. half. Clockwork. Yeah. Uh, so that's a total match grade of two. So pretty low. I mean, our low, our highest score was like you with we both had a three and a half on a different match. Everything else outside of Nyan Bliss is two and a quarter to like two two and three quarters like that is just about replacement level pay-per-view in the ring it's crazy in 2018 if you read these matches down and were like man a card with nakamura jeff hardy finn balor um you know why it was over enough he's a name daniel bryan kevin owens roman randy Reigns, orton returns lashley randy Orton, aj styles rusev rollins and ziggler is gonna have a that shitty of an in-ring night and we don't have any of the women on this card, like Charlotte, Sasha, Becky. None of them are here. Bailey, like to help with the women's division. It's all, you know, it's just Carmella, Oscar, Jackson, Bliss. It's like just a weird show. Um, that is very weird. All right, categories. Here's our build. We give a point for Ronda Rousey being. Oh, I didn't even mention Rousey uh, being suspended. She shows up front row. She gets suspended on Raw. Uh, we give a point for Oscar still chasing Carmella and Ellsworth interfering on her behalf constantly. A point for Nakamura and Hardy sniping since before Money in the Bank when Nak had a little blow on him on TV. A point for Team Hell No reuniting to take down the Bludgeon Brothers is a cool moment. A point for Lashley stepping up to the Battle of the Big Dogs. Reigns shits on him for doing MMA and leaving WWE. It's a super plunge on TV. So the build was actually, I, I thought, better, better than the match. That was dope, yeah. That was a really hot segment. I remember that. Yeah. A point for Naya and Bliss's ongoing feud. It's been intense since Mania with the bully stuff. Uh, and a point for McIntyre arriving as Dolph's backup, and he helps him beat Seth the IC belts to lead up to the show. So some pretty good builds for a show that ends up being kind of flat. 
It feels like they're ramping up a little bit. Uh, let's check out the minus section. We've got uh, Axel and Dallas's pay-per-view top contenders. Uh, a little weak. Maybe, again, something should have happened on Raw. Um, presented as never winning matches. <clears throat> Show why they are here. Uh, we got positioning Brock as refusing to defend the world title and going to the UFC um, instead of being here. It makes WWE look really pathetic. Like mm-hmm. something is wrong when WWE looks like Brock Lesnar's local indie, um, which is is what it is. That's all um, story during this time period. He's champion. He's like, I'm not showing up. I'm flirting with UFC. I might go back to MMA. I'm taking the belt mm-hmm. with me. Screw yourself. Like we're having all these pay per views with no world title match yeah. with no Raw I, title. I mean, we get the SmackDown world title, but I believe his contract was coming up too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well played by uh, Mr. Lesnar. We got the never-ending Braun and Owens feud. Um, and it's just absurd with, like, the, the, the porta potty segment getting tipped over and then pushed off the stage. And then they try to sell it like, you know, Owens had this terrible fall. And it's like a two-foot fall off the stage. And, uh, yeah, it just makes Owens look awful. We've got Rusev winning uh, random matches, uh, or, uh, winning uh, a random match for a pay-per-view title shot. Uh, no real build there, just kind of. Yeah, I think it's just like a one on one. He's like, Oh, the winner gets a title shot. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thing. yeah. Um, so that's a plus three for build. So again, solid. Um, not a good night for commentary, though. Uh, we did give one point for the call of the B team winning, kind of compared it to other miracles and their long road back, which was cool. Um, a point. <laughs> For Corey, uh, during the foreign announcer intros, he says one one of the guys speaking in a foreign language says that Byron is too old to live with his parents, which is pretty funny. Um, so like the one funny line on the night for him. He popped a silly. Uh, we've got uh, for the minuses, Constable Corbin is the constable. Graves working both teams. Um, it starts to make everything sound the same. I'm really over him um, on both the calls for Raw and SmackDown. We've got Colin Graves just cutting off and ignoring Coach, uh, much like the last show that we covered. Um, treating him like he's Art Donovan, uh, our poor buddy Ari. Uh, telling him to shut up randomly, too. Yeah, it was uh, like, shut up, Coach, or just ignoring him completely when he talks. Like They must yeah. have really hated him backstage. Uh, Cole with his, his nonsense. But, guys, Owens wins. Like, we all get that Owen got tossed Did off you get what happened? Right? Owens wins. <laughs> He just fell from 20 feet. He's wins. Uh, through a table, yeah. Um, Loss is on Raw and SmackDown, constantly being referred to as embarrassing. This is a big one for me, um, mm-hmm. and it's still going on to this day. Like, anytime somebody loses, it's about being embarrassed, and that's just such an absurd right. angle, I think, to take about any loss in competition. Uh, Byron saying, what did we just see after Orton, Orton stomped Hardy, like, dead setter the nuts? Um, <laughs> we just saw Jeff Hardy get stomped in the nuts. What do you think we saw? Um, we got the needless Owen voice, too, uh, on commentary for um, the Orton heel turn and the Owens cage bump. Um, you know, Both of those, I thought, were treated um, a bit absurdly. All right, so it's a minus five on commentary. It's a bad night in the booth. Uh, atmosphere, we get a point for the deleter of world's entrance, which is pretty good. A point for the pot for the B team title win. The crowd was into it. A pot for Asuka's entrance. A, a point for Nakamura's entrance. A point for the crowd being red hot when Ronda comes in and cleans house. A point for Rusev Day. And a point for Graves comparing Rollins, blowing a 3 0 lead very quickly to the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots, which I just had. Sorry about it. Yeah, um, I'd love to give a point for the uh, exit of the Deleter of Worlds as well. Happy to get them off the screen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the minus section for Atmosphere, we've got uh, Constable Corbin, Silence. Uh, the crowd is restless with all the Ellsworth, Ellsworth stuff, uh, messing with the flow of the match. 
Um, the crowd kind of checked out uh, for um, for Team Hono. Um, yeah, they were not into that at all. And Brian's yeah. on his own out there. Like you think they'd be rallying him, you know? Just makes him feel so lost. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Um, the crowd's still not uh, fully with uh, our top dog, the big dog himself, Roman Reigns. Uh, the crowd is sleepy <laughs> for the slow Reigns Lesnar match. Uh, Reigns Lashley match. Excuse me. Uh, we get boring chance too. Um, counting down every minute for the Iron Man match um, gets old pretty fast and adds confusion. Oh my god! And that I mean, drove they me nuts. are yeah. consistent. I, every like, you think all right, they'll be done after five minutes. No, they keep every going minute. the whole match. They're, they're doing like the rumble, counting down and doing a buzzer. <laughs> it must have been driving Rollins and Ziggler nuts. I should have factored that into the grade because I'm like, it was probably killing them hearing that because it's gonna keep throwing off your timing. You're like, what the hell is going mm-hmm. on? It kept, yeah, I hated that. It drove me nuts. Insane. Um, all right, so that's a plus one for atmosphere. A <laughs> big drop, Chicago to Pittsburgh. Uh, notable moments we give a point for the B team battle scars, uh, a point for B team winning the tag titles, big night for them, a point for Nakamura winning the U.S. title, a point for Randy Orton returning and attacking Jeff Hardy, turning heel, a point for Braun throwing KO off the cage through the table, and a point for Lashley beating Roman Reigns clean, which is a pretty big resume win. Mm-hmm. Uh, our only minus is uh. My man, D. Bry, I feel just like another guy. Yeah, we talked about that a bunch. That's a plus five for moments. Is that, I'd have to look. Is that one of, that's going to be one of Reigns' last clean losses, right? Um, I think so. Probably up until we get to him losing to Corbin in 19. Yeah. And then, I mean, he's probably had like one or two since this ever, mm-hmm. I would think, right? Can't be many. Um, We'll see. I don't know the timeline that well, like I said. Uh, two for match grades. Card structure, we give a point for Jimmy Dream being locked in the shark cage. Kind of a cool old school stip for a little chicken shit duo like them. Um, a point for the cage tip for Braun and KO. Made sense in the construct of the feud. A point for the bludgeons beating down Hell No early in the show. Sets up the through line for Kane being injured. A point for a fresh good in-ring opponent for Styles. Give him a strong pay-per-view title defense coming off the Nakamura feud. And a point for closing with the IC belt. Like Rollins has elevated that title since Mania. Made it feel like a big deal. Closing out a big pay-per-view with him as IC champion against Ziggler makes that feel like a big-time moment in match. Yeah, uh, for our minuses, we've got a waste of valor on Constable Corbin recapping stuff we literally just saw less than an hour ago. There's so many matches, um, overstack cards and long run times. Uh, we're fully in the bloat era and it really affects the crowd. Um, an awkward, awkward ending to the main event. Um, and it's also the end of the show, too. So that's a zero for card structure. Rewatchability, a point for Jimmy James, stooging around in the cage with his tricks, and then Oscar just kicks the shit out of him after the match. A point for Nakamura waxing Jeff Hardy. Uh, that's fun to watch with the Kasasha and the low blow. A point for Braun breaking the handcuffs and then throwing Owens through the table. Uh, a point for Reigns hitting a attitude adjustment, Lashley over the top to the floor. It was a really nasty <laughs> fall. It took a hard fall. Um, and then a point for Aiden English's pre-match poem for Rusev. He called it the Steel City Ashtray, which is, which is pretty <laughs> funny. He's been, we don't talk about him a lot, but I, it's kind of wrapped up in the Rusev Day atmosphere. But he's been great um, as mm-hmm. the hype man. Like, I forgot how good he was with some of those pre-match bits that he did for Rusev. It wasn't just introducing him. He did like a little comedy act every time. Yeah, a little, little ditty. Yeah, it was a, it was a good act. Um, for our minuses, we've got uh, my main man, Lashley, obviously uh, bending and waiting for Rhodes to, to, to do a leg drop uh, coming back into the room. Oh, my God. He waited for like 20 minutes. 
Timing was real bad there. Um, <clears throat> Reigns being late to kick out uh, on a suplex, the timing again off with the count. And um, I think you talked about this, like Reigns is trying really hard to do the Kurt Angle last mm-hmm. second miracle kick out. Yep. Um, and they just don't have the timing down. Yeah, he misses it's it bad. Like he miss. was definitely. That's a rough. It's a rough match for him. It's real sloppy for both those guys. They just were off the whole time. Yeah. Um, long WWE Network ad before the main event. Uh, like at this point, we're four hours in. You know, just kind of get to it. Um, we got a typical Iron Man flow, uh, much like uh, Survivor Series matches. Um, oh yeah, typical Iron Man flow. Sorry, yeah. uh, much no, Survivor Series matches. You get the. Uh, you know, suddenly transitioning to near falls as finishes um, minutes into a match. So, you know, things that normally wouldn't put somebody away or suddenly. Right. Like Survivor Series, a clothesline is an elimination. It happens in these right. Iron Man matches, too. Suddenly we're four Big minutes of the match, and it's, yeah, it's like, come on. Um, as I was watching this, I tried to put myself back in, like, 2018, Sunday night, you know. I think they started at 8, right? I don't think they were seven. Yeah. Were they 7? No, I don't think so. No, uh, Maybe they were, actually. I think it was pre-show six thirty, okay. pre-show seven. I think, but still, it was like, you know, it's like eleven fifteen, four hours in, work tomorrow, you know, and you're getting a network ad <laughs> going to the main event. It's like, come on, killing me. Um, all right, so one for that. We had zero all-time matches, of course, on either side, and that gives us a war score of George Costanza's favorite name, <laughs> seven. Um, now, this made more sense to me when I saw this grade. I was like, okay, this is what I picture. This puts it right above King of the Ring 1994. And you know you're in rough company when you're behind Great American Bash 2004. Um, Oof. Not a great show there. Behind The Undertaker versus the Dudleys. You know you're in trouble. Um, so that puts it 77th all-time out of 96 shows. So. And there's not even anything fun bad on the show either. It's just no, collectively it's boring. boring. It was long and middling and boring. Mm-hmm. Just it, it's lucky I had those moments because without that, it would have really been bad. It at least gave some moments. Imagine a show without the B team. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, many, how many points did they get the show? Two in the moments, three. plus yeah. the title chain. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have the B team with the belt, this may be a <laughs> negative rating show. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So that'll do it for us, Marcus. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. We'll continue our journey with two more pay per views from 2018 19 season. Uh, I guess real quick, you want to do our top 10? Uh, yep. Let me get to it. Okay. It's unchanged since our last episode, obviously. Uh, our 10th show is Backlash 2001, 29.25. Our ninth show is Raw Rumble 2016 with a war of 32. Our eighth show, WrestleMania 21 with 33 and a half. SummerSlam 2015 with a 35.25. Our sixth show, Royal Rumble 2005, 36 and a half. Starting our top five is WrestleMania 18 with a 36.75. SummerSlam 1999, 38.25 is tied for third with. SummerSlam 1992. Okay. Our second show all time, SummerSlam 2001 with a 39. And our number one show, holding it strong, is Royal Rumble 2002 with a war of 44. See what tops it. Marcus, like I said, we'll be back in two weeks. Continue to check out everything here at Northside Connection. We truly appreciate all of your subscriptions, all of your likes, your comments, your sharing around. Subscribe to us on YouTube and all podcast applications. We have tons of cool content. Spread the word for us. Spread it wide. 
spread it near, spread it far, spread it apart. Spread it anybody. We're out. Talk to you in two weeks. Live your life above replacement level.